Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to Probably True. Please be aware that this podcast may contain strong language and adult themes. It would be boring without them. A while ago, back in the before times, when it was still okay to travel and be around people and hook up with strangers and not have to worry about bubbles or infection rates or anything like that, I spent a lovely evening with a very nice young man. He was super hot and very interesting and really quite bendy. He lived in a different city to me, and I was there for work, and it's always good to get along with the locals. Anyway, as I was wiping myself down and seeing him to the door of my hotel room, I said, you should come visit me in London sometime so we can do it again. I was getting a little bit into him, if I'm honest. (laughs) Into him, lol. A bit of a crush on the poor boy, is what I mean. It was quite nice, to be honest. Often the uh, crushy feelings last just long enough to get mopped up with a bit of toilet tissue and then flushed, if you get my drift. Anyway, nice boy, bit of a crush, very sexy, come see me in London. I'd love to, he says, but I'm a bit busy this next couple of weeks. Pester me and I'll come visit eventually. And I'm like, okay. Just a bit excited that he's down for a rematch, to be honest. And so... Because of that excitement, it's not for a couple of hours, as the post-Sexy Times glow starts to fade, that I realised that what I should have said was, No, I've just agreed to play Chase Me Chase Me with this guy. And he's hot, and he's interesting, but... I have been here before. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy having to put a bit of effort in when I'm seducing someone I like, but it shouldn't all be on me. I like the flirting and the feeling like I've won them over in some small, strange way, like I had to work for it. You know, I had to win their affection somehow. Part of it is because it's fun. I enjoy the back and forth, the flirting, the build-up, the dance of it all. It's weird, but if they're too into me too early on, it ruins it for me. Nothing kills my boner more than someone being into me from the get-go. If I get a message off someone on Grindr, and the first thing they say is, Hey, handsome. I just immediately recoil. I go all sort of, what do you want? What's wrong with you? Why are you talking to me like that? It just feels disingenuous. I find it really creepy. Or I get suspicious and I wonder what they're after. And you can't just say, thank you for noticing how handsome I am. What do you want? Because apparently that's rude and up myself. I did once reply, if you think my face is handsome, wait until you see my penis which, you know, went down well, until I added, it's not very big, but it smells funny. And then they blocked me. There's no pleasing some people. Yeah, I think whenever someone's like, oh wow, I'm so into you, the main response from me is, that's nice, thank you. You should probably reconsider. I've mentioned before that I've never had a proper boyfriend. This is part of that, I think. Much like that idea of a dog chasing cars, I wouldn't know what to do if I got one. And, much like that dog, I'd probably hump it for a bit and then wander off and try and find something to eat. 
I love that part of the reason I'm single is because as soon as anyone fancies me, I lose all interest. Oh, why is it always me that has to make the first move? Surely some people must find me attractive enough to hit on without me having to do all the work and buy them all the drinks. And then when someone does make the first move, I go, Ugh, I could never date someone with taste so poor as to fancy me. That would be gross. Maybe the best boyfriend for me would be one who didn't actually know we were in a relationship. Imagine waking up one morning and I'm laid in bed next to you, just like, Hi, we're married now. There was this one guy. Oh, I was so into him. And, and I think part of the reason I was so into him was because he was not into me. I mean, he was, kind of. We made out, we slept together a few times, you know, like you do. It was hot and sexy and we were both caught up in this lovely, intense thing. And I think for him, it was all just a bit of a holiday romance type thing. Eventually, we both had to go our separate ways, and I'd assume he just sort of thought, all right, that was nice, right, back to my life, which is all the way over here, and so just promptly sort of faded me out and carried on with his life. Which, in hindsight, was a bit of a mistake on his part. Because there's no proper ending, no closure. I was still under the impression that there was something more there. Because he was hot and emotionally unavailable. There is nothing sexier for me. I'm always like, oh, yeah, ignore me harder, you fucking stud. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, after we'd gone our separate ways, we kept texting and chatting and stuff for a while, and the messages started to peter out, and I found myself thinking of different things that I would message him to make him engage. I would be constantly thinking of ways to win some attention from him against whatever it was that he was working on or whatever it was that was going on in his life at the time. Any little scrap of attention, a response that was just a lol or a laughing emoji or a thumbs up or whatever, anything that said to me that he'd noticed me was enough. So I'd send him messages. And if that didn't work, if he didn't respond, I'd be like, all right, well, okay, that's it for now. I'll leave it a day or two and then I'll try something else. So if I've tried an outright, hi, how you doing? And that didn't work. So a day or two later, we'll go for a funny may may, may may, a funny picture. Somewhat funny I found on the internet. And if that doesn't do it, a few days later, I'll send him a goofy picture of me in a tight top or something. The stupid thing was, I would rationalise him not responding. Like, oh, he's just busy, or he's distracted, or he's, he's doing other things, or maybe he's shagging another boy, and that's fine, because I'm shagging other boys too, but still, I need to work a little bit harder, because I'm trying to get his attention, blah, 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 blah. And I would find myself planning messages to him in the hope that it would come across as some kind of carefree and laissez-faire and, oh, hello, didn't see you there. I haven't thought about you in a while. And silently adding, and I certainly haven't been waiting here for a few days and maybe a week or so to pass before I messaged you. <laughs> no. Yes. I'm probably starting to sound a bit obsessed, aren't I? It wasn't that bad, but I did have a big crush on this guy and I just wanted him to be interested in me. I wanted to feel like I'd won his attention, won his affection somehow. And he had been interested in me for a while, and then he just sort of wandered off. And that's all fair enough. That's the kind of shit that happens, especially when he's a hottie and lives far away. Because there are plenty of people in between where he is and where I am that were hotter or more interesting than me. I bet none of them had a dick that smelt quite like mine, though. But that's another story. So I was using up all this energy chasing and chasing and chasing when really the thing I didn't want to think, the thing that was staring me in the face that I absolutely refused to acknowledge was the obvious. He just wasn't that into me. And that's the thing here. 
If you're chasing after someone, putting in a lot of effort and getting nothing in return, you have your answer. As an awful grinder profile put it, no response is a response. Don't be like me. Don't spend your life chasing after someone who could not care less. If they're not into you, move on. Find someone who is. Not that I'm saying you shouldn't take your shot. You should definitely do that. Like Madonna said, life is a dance floor. Don't stand on the edge posing, waiting for someone to come up to you. Find someone you're attracted to and generally just go for it. But only go for it with each person once. If it doesn't go the way you want it to, let it go and move on. Find someone else. Maybe you don't need to hear this, but I bloody did and I had no one to tell me. If he's interested, he'll make it happen. If you have to work and work and work to get the slightest bit of recognition or validation, then there's nothing there. And that's a shame, but let it go. Chasing someone you can't have is no way to live. Don't delude yourself either, thinking, oh, but he just doesn't know me yet, or he hasn't noticed my wit, or the way my ass looks in these jeans, or the fact that I can suck a golf ball through a garden hose. As soon as he gets a load of that, he's bound to fall for me. No. He knows. He just doesn't care. Chalk it up to experience, move on, and find someone who does appreciate a witty comeback or a pert bum or the kind of blowjob that'll have him walking sideways for a week. This guy isn't into you. Continuing on this course won't change that, and that needs to be okay. No one is for everyone, and it's no one's fault if you don't click with him. Just stop chasing something that's not going to happen. Why are we like this, do you think? Why would anyone choose to spend so much time on such a waste of energy, rather than putting that energy into finding someone who's actually into us and being happy and loved and, you know... Maybe it's a worth thing. Maybe it's easier not to have a relationship with someone because deep down, we don't believe ourselves to be worthy of that love and that deep connection. It's easier to go for someone unattainable than it is to shift that energy into finding someone who will love you and care for you as you are, unconditionally, without artifice or expectation. Because if you did shift your energy and find someone who was into you and loved you and cared for you, you might find yourself in a position where you're in a relationship with someone who loves you for who you are and cares about you and all that kind of thing, which would be terrible because then you'd have to face the possibility that you are worthy of someone else's love. Or maybe you're just worried they'd be put off by the dick stink. That was probably true. The multi-award-winning storytelling series written and produced by me, the multi-award-winning Scott Fleshheart. It was designed to remind all of my queer siblings that we are none of us alone. You can find links, transcripts of every episode, and all that good stuff at probablytruepodcast.com. If you enjoyed or found value in anything you've heard today, you can support the show on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash probablytrue. And if you want to get in touch, just search Probably True Podcast on the socials. If you're still here, please enjoy these Patreon compliments. Barry Frailing is the kind of person who would hold in their farts until they got out of your car. And John Harris is just helpfulness personified. You can get your own compliment by signing up at patreon.com forward slash probably true. It's good to be back. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.